Oh, hi, everybody. My name is Matt Stores, and welcome to Matt's Planning. On today's episode, we have somebody talking about something scientific that they are an expert in. Expert, please introduce yourself and tell us what you're an expert in. Yeah, I'm Ben Miller. I'm an expert in microscopy, and today in particular, we're going to be talking about scanning electron microscopes. Excellent. I don't feel like I know the most about scanning electron microscopes, but I feel like I know a bit, mostly because of the movie What the Bleep Do We Know? and the water experiment within that film. If you're familiar, basically a scientist in this deceptively documentary, maybe fiction movie, you're not, they didn't really, it's 2004, so it was a time of what was truth. And this a scientist took water, froze it, and then went and looked at the water under microscopes. And based on people saying nice things or mean things to it, the water molecules would change shape. And then that, whoa, we're, we're mostly comprised of water. So just saying thank you to somebody could completely change their molecular buildup and how they work so long as their body is completely frozen. And so that's my main background to microscopes from around that time. And I think it also is difficult because at the time of that movie coming out, I was in high school and we were using microscopes at the time. I don't think it was necessarily scanning electron microscopes, probably something a little bit more simple. And I had a problem pretty consistently with the slides of our microscopes, depending upon what we were looking at, the samples of blood or water or whatever we were looking at, I would rotate the microscope down too far and I would crack the slide. And I, then we would look at it, not like you would hear a little bit of a crack, but you wouldn't, you'd be distracted. You're a teenage boy. And then you look through it and you're like, oh, that's really interesting. There's in this blood sample of blood, there's this large crack going down the middle of it. I wonder what that means. And doing an analysis and doing your write-up about these things and being like, oh, and then the biology teacher coming in and being like, yeah, you need to stop. You are breaking so many slides. And I think around that time is when I got exposed to the lens black market in the scientific community. I don't know if you're familiar with this. Basically, my teacher had lenses and the slides, and they were getting them, you know, as a teacher would, you would think like, oh, they don't have the most funding. And so they actually had a side business where they did DNA analysis for local businesses, and mostly like police and stuff like that. And they used the money that they made from that to go to the scientific black market where they would get their slides and get the lenses for microscopes and scientific experiments that they were doing to put out as much, basically some for the kids, obviously the less high quality ones for the kids, but then for their personal experiments, which we are not completely clear of what they were doing, they would retain that. And it's my understanding that that's become more and more pervasive as the decades have gone on since then. And that now a lot of the scientific community is really dependent on this lens and scientific black market. So a lot of like the microscope lenses that you might see in a regular microscope, 10 to 50% of the lenses 
were developed on the black market, the scientific black market. As well as that, in that biology class, I don't, this kind of is going to a side, this just might be discussion. I believe these microscopes need to have a fairly sanitized environment, a very, not maybe not completely sterile environment, but it needs to be fairly clean. And then in that environment in high school, and also frankly, when I did use them in college, because I do remember using them a bit in college in one of my labs. Huh, interesting. Yeah, there were always animals in the classrooms and the labs. Like in, in my biology class, there was an iguana, which I guess is not necessarily something that like is getting hair everywhere or anything. I mean, it's shedding occasionally. But in college, there was a like a lab cat and like it would occasionally jump up and like they put it away when like we were using Bunsen burners and stuff like that. But it just seems like that would be inherently dangerous. So I don't know if that's like a common thing in the scientific <laughs> community to have, like have a lab cat or lab animal. I mean, I would guess they would have lab animals if they're like testing on like mice and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think you're not supposed to like form a relationship. Also, that would be kind of mean to the cat if like you did also have lab mice, like you're just, you're playing with fire there. If the cat learns how to like open up those containers, then it's just <laughs> getting those mice. You're going to mess up experiments. So based on what you've heard about how much of that would you say was accurate? Well, you told me a lot of your personal experiences. <laughs> okay. So okay. I'm, I'm hesitant to deny that any of these things happened to you. Uh, like you certainly did see the 2004 movie, What the Bleep Do We Know?, as far as I understand it, none of that is accurate. Right. That was a pretty famous falsified study, mm -hmm. but you did see it. So I don't know what the level of accuracy is for, for me to, to, to grade it on. I, I've never heard of the lens black market. Okay. Like your high school teacher was very entrepreneurial. I just, I just always think that there's going to be a black market related to science. And I just hope that there is one. Yeah, I mean, potentially there is, but most labs, I mean, like you, you apply for grants for okay. funding and these grants are like extremely generous and you're applying to like buy the equipment at I um, see. very exorbitant prices because you were using government money. Okay. So um, it's, it's more, less of a black market and more of like a government grant system. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe if the lab like isn't doing super well or hasn't gotten a lot of grants, I mean, you might get something used or something like that, or, or you might try to like go into another lab in, in, in the institution and try to use some of their equipment. But usually it's, yeah. I, 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 and potentially there is some black market that I haven't been aware of because I'm just such an innocent boy, but I've never personally encountered it. Okay. I mean, what, once you, once you get into the, the distribution and figuring out the purchasing, <laughs> let us know, because if it is there, people, people deserve to know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 You'll, you'll be getting a good cut of the, of the money. Oh, wow. Well, um, I, all right. Sounds good to me. So at, at no point did you even begin to describe a scanning electron microscope. So I think in that yeah. respect, you did happen to fail. Okay, um, but okay. it was very interesting. I, I very much enjoyed hearing about your your personal experiences, <laughs> cracking the slides and stuff. I've definitely yeah. made mistakes with even more expensive microscopes because mm -hmm. generally, they'll the the nicer ones will have like 
electronic stages i mean i enjoy like the fine tuning of like manually touching all the knobs and stuff mm-hmm. but a lot of them have like electronic stages that will naturally just stop at certain points that they're not hitting into the sample although one time like after an internship like freshman year in college we were sort of like putting something on top of the slides like another apparatus and then using an electronic stage and i set the coordinates really wrong on it and fully destroyed this stage that was worth like twenty thousand dollars oh no yeah and i was petrified to tell the professor what had happened yeah and luckily they were pretty chill about it but it was a little bit more than just like a glass slide that's worth 10 cents a dollar max like mm-hmm. oh but so it's a scanning electron microscope sorry yes. that's, that's why we're here so the the difference between a scanning electron microscope and a typical microscope is what what it's using to image the sample with the typical okay. microscope that you're using in high school labs it's, it's called like a like a light microscope it's mm-hmm. using light to image the sample Okay. And so light is generally the size of light is the wavelengths between like 400 and 700 nanometers. That is the, mm-hmm. the, the size of light. And because of the size of light, it gives a certain limit to the resolution with which you can see things. Okay. So generally, the, the best resolution you can get with light is about 200 nanometers. And that's the smallest thing that that you could possibly resolve because it's sort of like, I mean, like you can, you can grab like a lot of small, fine things with your fingers, but Mm. then if you put on like mittens, it becomes difficult to grab things because you don't have the same like fine articulation. You don't have that same, that same sort of dexterity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, so sort of similarly, electrons are much, much smaller than light so you're able to image smaller things using a scanning electron microscope and it's it's nice to see small things and and, and more details and such and so you you were right when you sort of touched on like the like the sanitized environment Mm -hmm. of the lab generally there aren't any iguanas or or cats running around I don't know if it was like part bodega, part lab or something like that. It, based on the college that I went to, it may have technically been a bodega. Yeah, it sounds like there were a lot of side businesses going on. It it, uh, it does, right? In hindsight, it really does. Yeah, so, so an electron microscope is, is generally like a pretty sealed apparatus. At the top, there's something called an electron gut, which is typically a tungsten filament that is heated up and it, it emits electrons mm-hmm. and the the chamber of, of the whole microscope is in very high vacuum like okay. essentially you want to be taking out all of the all of the air molecules because that will get in the way of the the beam of electrons that makes sense yeah yeah so then there's a, there's a series of, of magnets and the magnets sort of work similarly to not exactly the same but like Somewhat similarly to lenses in, uh, in in a regular light microscope, where mm-hmm. they're focusing the beam of electrons, because the little tungsten filament it's going to be spraying electrons everywhere. It, right, it's uh, it's unfocused. It's like a yeah, shotgun, yeah. as opposed to just an electron gun. It's more of like an electron <laughs> shotgun. Yeah, although if you if you look at like the like the fuse mm-hmm. that holds the the filament. After the filament is burnt out, because eventually, I mean, you can get like a decent amount of 
life out of these filaments, but eventually they do like burn out. And so if you've ever replaced a filament, you'll see like on the base of the filament, there's some like discoloration from just like electrons being shot completely Mm -hmm. in the opposite direction as well. Mm -hmm. So it'd be a very bad shotgun if it shot some of bullets forward and some back at you and you're like well i guess i'm dead now yeah that wouldn't be yes. the best best design fortunate yeah with the discoloration what is the discoloration does it have is it just kind of like a darker hue of the, the no, item kind of like a state like if you've ever like spilled gas mm-hmm. when you're like pumping your car and then it's sort of like multicolored different layers it looks sort of like that There's so kind of like iridescent in a way yeah, yeah, yeah exactly very cool yeah. Yeah. So we, we we've got the uh, yeah, we've got the the lenses to to the magnets to focus them down. They're actually called condensers might be the 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 proper term for it. And then it, it forms this small beam of electrons that you scan over the sample, mm-hmm. sort of like the old CRT monitors almost. And that's sort of how yeah. it, it it forms an image by scanning over a certain area. And then there are a couple different collectors that you use to detect the the image that's the that's the basic premise and we can go a little bit deeper or do you have questions at this point in time no i mean i what this has been very insightful it's the most common instance where you'd be using one of these it just sort of depends on like what type of lab you're in and what sort of stuff you want to be doing so i mean there's certain there's certain labs where you might be using it every single day. There's certain labs where like maybe occasionally you've made like a sample and you want like a very particular image of like the 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 morphology, like the shape of the sample at a very small scale for like a paper for publication. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so yeah, it just sort of depends like what what sort of work you're doing. And oh, and you can image like all sorts of things. The easiest thing to image is something metal because you need you generally need your sample to be conductive okay uh, because if because it'll it'll dissipate the the electrons Mm -hmm. because if if the sample is not conductive what happens is something called charging okay you're shooting a bunch of electrons at it and the electrons build up on the surface of the sample and then start repelling the beam of electrons the image gets all like fuzzy Mm -hmm. and you can't really see it well so for non-conductive samples you just think called sputtering. Okay. Uh, you put like a thin coat of metal on it. Usually gold is the most common metal. And then you can image just about anything you want if you put a, a, a nice shiny gold coat on it. That's fantastic. And where do you, where would they source their gold? Just the internet. I mean, there's just like okay. a series of websites where you can buy certain scientific supplies and okay. equipment. No one's like going out and mining it themselves okay okay that's i'm not like very familiar with where they're getting the 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 gold pellets from okay so but yeah so it's not necessarily like from 6 a.m to 9 a.m you go to the mine get the gold and then you go to the the lab they're not doing farm to table okay these labs Um, okay we're just getting gold out of the can yeah gold out of the can i mean it's still good gold gold (laughs) is gold is what i say if people wanted to learn more about microscopes in general, or they want to learn more about you and what you do, we're in the 15 minutes. Wow. <laughs> I know it, it goes fast. It goes real fast. 
I, I there's like oh hey yeah there's all this other information that I can provide about this thing and it's like yep well too bad it's been 15 minutes yeah if people wanted to learn more about you more learn more about uh, microscopes where might they be able to find some information about that I hate to give this answer but Wikipedia is like a pretty good resource or mm-hmm. if you just I, yeah I mean if if you search like Google, there, there are a lot of good websites out there. I don't think anybody's trying to deceive you about scanning electron microscopes. Not yet. You don't know. Maybe the people <laughs> in the black market are going to come in. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. long as you're not trying to buy the microscopes. Right. I think you, if you just want to learn about them, the internet's like a pretty good resource. Welcome to shoot me a message on Instagram and we can chat about this more. Cool. I don't know that, that's a weird thing to solicit. Maybe not. <laughs> and do you have anything coming up where people might be able to see you? Oh, thanks. Yeah. So I, I also do stand-up comedy. And so I, I have a show at Grove 34 in Astoria on Saturday, November 19th. It's called Stand-Up Science. It's an hour of science jokes. I don't think at any point I talk about scanning electron microscopes. You're welcome to heckle me with questions about it. Fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Ben. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to talk to me about this. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Oh, thanks so much. This is a lot of fun. I hope you learned something. My name is Matt Stores, and this has been Matt Splaining. <laughs>